Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. My name is Josh. I have a noodle. That makes me uniquely qualified to host this podcast. I've said that quite a few different times and I like it so I'm going to stick with it. How have you been? It's been a long time. Miss you. Hope you've been good. I had a couple episodes or, or one in particular that I uh, got to record with some friends at a Halloween party where we... Um, it was actually a really, really fun... It was a fun process, and it was a fun idea. It didn't, unfortunately, work out because everyone got a little too shwasty. But I had two people start in the podcast. We would talk, and then they would hop off and grab two new people that I should meet and talk to. And then they would do the same. And hopefully by the end of the party, I had met everyone who was there. So it was a ton of fun, and it worked for quite some time uh, until alcohol got or a lot of alcohol got consumed <laughs> and it's um it turned into let's just save this one for ourselves so uh that's what i've been doing in the past couple of days um that was a blast and it's something that i am absolutely going to do again um just not at such a raucous party uh, as the one that ryan brunty and shabrielle um hosted very much appreciated guys thank you for having me over um but yeah, I am sitting on my porch. Today is October 31st, Halloween. I have passed out a large majority of my candy. Don't think there's any more kids coming out. And um, yeah, I think I have a bit of a break. So I figured I'd record the intro to this incredible episode with my guest, Chris Connell Esquire. Uh, actually, I didn't ask if I'm supposed to add Esquire to the end of his name. So that's a guess. Uh, but Mr. Christopher Connell um will be on of connell law um don't worry it is not a boring lawyer interview it is anything but this conversation we had bounced all over the place and it covered some pretty incredible stories uh, from mount kilimanjaro to scarlett johansson telling you to go fuck yourself um yeah we covered some fun topics so tune in you're really going to enjoy this episode with the uh one and only chris connell but uh, I, I wanted to record the intro to this episode um, on my porch because it's one of my favorite places in Las Vegas. Um, I've lived at this house for two and a half, three years, and it's uh, the front porch of where I am at is is like super comfy. It's a little enclosed half wall. I could sit with my computer, watch a movie, um, enjoy the hot or cool air. Um, depending on when when it is. I've had quite a few cigars on this porch in this very exact seat. I'm actually smoking one right now. And I wanted to record a, this episode on the porch, um, one of my favorite places, because it's a fun, uh, fun place to reveal some awesome news. Um, so for those who follow me on Facebook and Twitter already, uh, there's a good chance you've already seen my announcement, uh, but I uh, accepted a position at the Awkward Yeti. Um, oh, man, there's so much fun. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun there. Uh, anyways, I, I accepted a position of communications extraordinary. I don't know. I get to make up a title uh, when I get there um, at the Awkward Yeti. Uh, I will tell you more as I'm allowed. Um really it's the positions mine to, to build and create and i'm very excited 
to uh, to start this new adventure. Um, the caveat <laughs> attached to this awesome, awesome next chapter is that it's actually back in my home state of Michigan. Even more ironically, it is in one of my hometowns, uh, Northville. That's the headquarters. It's 20 minutes away from where my parents live. Um, when my family, my parents split, my mom stayed in Plymouth, my dad went to Northville. Um, so I've spent a ton of time in this neck of Michigan, and it's, uh, it feels weird to be coming back. Um, it feels good to come back on my terms instead of having to come back um, because I ran out of money. I don't know. I don't know else why I would need to move back in with the parents, but it feels really cool to come back on my own terms and to, for once, make smart decisions about money and save up some and get a rocking place in downtown Detroit. Um, stay tuned. More of that. But I, uh, I'm really looking, really looking forward to moving back to the mitten on my own terms. And um, I've turned down quite a few different positions, um, either due to lack of salary or just my passion not being something that would fit their purpose. And it feels really good to have finally found the next spot where I get to, oh boy, be creative. And do I ever at this next position? I am so stoked to take you guys on a weird journey, uh, working with some incredibly talented minds and and incredibly talented cartoonists. So stay tuned. Uh, I'll tell you more about what's happening as I get there and I learn more. Um, but yeah, no. So some summation, I will be leaving Las Vegas November 23rd and driving cross country with the fam to Michigan. Um, to start my next chapter. I am, oh, man, am I excited. Cigar break, <sighs> pardon me. But, man, am I going to be sad to leave Las Vegas. This is going to be a very hard move for me. Um, not just because of the moving back thing. That's, that's. I mean, it's on my terms. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. It's leaving this second family that... Um, that I've, you know, come to love. I was blessed with 1,500 new friends when I started my last position at Zappos. And uh, when I left, it was nice to see who came with and continued on out of just being a work friend to a forever friend. So I'm very excited to take those with me on the rest of my life journey. And... Um, Man, just everyone I've met in Las Vegas. There are so many people that I want to shout out. And so many things learned while here. And so many adventures had. And my autobiography just got so much longer because I've been living and loving and just building this myself in the city. Um, so it's going to be a really bittersweet goodbye. And I definitely won't be ready by the 23rd. And uh, it's going to hurt for quite some time afterwards. But... I mean, come on, social media is the best. You get to keep in touch with people uh, as long as it's on an active, not just a passive uh, stance. So all those who want to keep in touch, please keep in touch. Uh, I know I will be reaching out and chatting with all the people that I love back here. There's so many, so many, can't even name them all. But um, I'm stoked to carry a piece of this crazy, beautiful Sin City with me and this new adventure. Um, who knows what's after that? 
I know at some point in my life I'll be back in the city for an extended period of time. Um, for what reason or for what purpose, who knows? We'll see. But I can feel it. I'll be back. I know it. I know it. For sure. Cigar break. Sorry. Anywho. I have a lot more to talk about. I'm not going to dump it all on you guys in this first episode back. But, uh... Good stuff coming. I have a lot of fun ones queued up for the remainder couple of weeks while I'm here. And then for all those who are in the Las Vegas area who still want to be on the podcast and can't meet up before then, just find yourself your iPhone headphones, the ones that have the little mic on it. Just get a mic'd up pair of headphones and um, let's FaceTime and noodle. Okay? Okay. Without further ado, I'm incredibly excited to introduce my next guest. Um... Man, we are going to do so many more after this. Everybody, please meet Chris Connell. Hit the theme. Oh, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Before we hit the theme. Before we hit the theme. I am so excited to show you guys this. I am so, well, reveal this to you. I'm not showing it to you. It's a podcast. I am so excited for you guys to hear this next piece. I have an incredible friend named Tommy Sklut. Tommy wrote me the theme song, and oh my god, is it incredible. We're still getting the final kinks out of it, but you guys are going to hear the rough, almost finished version of Noodling with Josh theme song. I am so excited. Um, I'm going to put all Tommy's links and awesome stuff um, in the, the post about this, so check it out. Tommy Sklut. Man, I am so excited to show you guys the new theme song. Thank you again, Tommy. Love you, bud. Hit the theme. Moved out of Michigan. Got a job in the city of sin. White collar boy with a beard of joy. Hits record and lets you in. You gotta take a drink if you get interrupted. Don't forget that onion dip. Retreat the show so his feet can stay off the ground. Sit and relax take the conversation to the max Josh is noodling around around. Josh is noodling around it's noodling with Josh Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Noodling with Josh. Jumping right in, I have an incredible guest. Incredible guest because he has done a shitload of things that I want to do in my life and I am stoked to pick his brain on why and how he got there. Everybody, welcome. Chris Connell. Oh, thank you, sir. How do you- I, I wish I could have like a little like applause <laughs> track applause that I like put in track. there. I know. I'm I, sure you know can. what? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make a quick note. Bad <laughs> laugh track. Insert laugh track. Left. We're hey, both man. aspiring comedians, so the you know, <laughs> funnier it sounds, the better we'll do. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming. You can you swear on this thing? Or, uh, I, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Good. We we 
I had a uh, some stories just are my, completely neutered. With <laughs> no, trust me. I had one of my guests was a uh, former employee of the Green Door, and oh. we just the whole episode was talking about what happens. Like, what is that? Going Josh? there? You've never been to the Social Club, the Green Door <laughs> the Social Club. Wow, it's a social club. It's <laughs> yes. not a sex club. That Does doesn't it sell exist. memberships. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, that we earned our explicit rating then. So we've been e since. Very good. Very yeah, good. PG thirteen. Right. Uh, we're we're like. We're RX. So, do do your audience know about uh, big changes coming up in your life? Or? I not yet. Okay. I actually, right. um, I think is this going to be the moment to break it, or is it? We're going to take a minute on that. Well, I, we just got to do two shots. So let's do that <laughs> right now because you know the rules. Game on. Three rules. First right. is, if we get interrupted, you have to take a shot. Second rule: if I ask something and you don't know how to respond, or if it's going too far, and like your safe word is Dean's French onion dip. <laughs> because the more we use it, the higher <laughs> they'll propensity pick up, right? they'll pick it up and be my sponsor, right? Not MeUndies or anything like that. No. I, hey, MeUndies, they're great, too. I think who else sponsors every podcast? Zip Recruiter. You got oh, your uh, Stamps.com. Stamps.com. Um, what's the uh, that bed that, oh, uh, that like, was uh, everywhere uh, for a while? Like the purple. Safia, the, uh, oh, man. I don't know. Just whatever. This is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm this assuming. is brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> no. The more, so hopefully, the weirder we get, the more we say. Are you making a website, Josh? I, I, no, yeah, <laughs> yes. And then the third rule is you have to share it. Everyone, who, everyone who comes on the show, it's really about them and their audience and their friends are going to be more interested than mine are. So, makes well, sense, right? You got some pretty interesting friends, though. I, I do. Trust me. Come I, back from trips and you're like, hey, I was chatting with this guy. Like, Jeez, man, you gotta. <laughs> I just said you got yes a murderer's to row on your Facebook, yeah. So. Oh well, all right. Well, we already have to take a quick pause because we got to sh- fill up some shock. God, that's three. I'm gonna turn off my phone. We're gonna die. <laughs> we are gonna die. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. Snoodling with Josh. Oh man, and, and we're back here on the brink of something awful. There, if you hadn't shut your phone off. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, little, little crown to start the morning. Canadian whiskey. I, yeah. Oh, son of a biscuit. Oh, Canada. Yep. That's where we're gonna start. Funny enough. <laughs> it, what brought you to America? My homeland. Yeah, I'm Canadian. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm from the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan. I went to school out in Ottawa, which Skitchen. is our, which is our Skitchen, Skitchen, Skitchen. Regina, Saskatchewan. Sus- Regina, I'm not Skitchen. even making that up. Regina. So oh, where are you from? Boy. I'm from Regina. People I'm go. From Reg- everybody's Regina? from a Regina. I, yeah. I, I no, don't. I don't. <laughs> so uh, then I went to uh, school in um, Ottawa. Moved back to Calgary, Alberta, for a couple of years, and then right. uh, decided to do my uh, JD and my MBA at UNLV. Okay. I've, is really quick with Canada as someone who's I mean I lived in Detroit so Windsor was in my backyard. Yeah. So I, I mean that's my Canada. Yeah. Windsor and I don't have any other. Windsor's legitimately Canada. It's it's the weirdest thing going over that bridge because the yeah. first time I was ever in Detroit. Okay. I thought you know I looked forward to Rock City. I thought it was going to be some exciting and I got <laughs> there during a snowstorm. Oh shit. I got okay. there. I was out of windshield wiper fluid so oh. I had to stop at this one place. I got out and this crackhead came out of a back alley. Like an absolute skittish kitten. I yep. jumped back in my car and drove off to the next gas station. <laughs> a cop there said, you're in the wrong neighborhood. You know, just go yeah. through the lights. Just get out of here. And the guy was behind six feet of plexiglass 
And then I then I got lost again, trying to get out of there. I don't know, it was like six mile or something. Yeah. And then I take a left, and then all of a sudden there's three mansions side by side. And then I take a right, and there's a hotel burning. Oh yeah, yeah. It was no, just that's. And then I drive across the bridge to Windsor, and there's a Tim Hortons there, and you're like, please, just dead please, quiet. Please take me home. Yeah. <laughs> please <laughs> so, take me home. I, yeah, I was pretty happy to have that Canadian passport that day. <laughs> <laughs> I so we used to have back when you know before the border, right? You know, you guys. A lot of illegals are coming in from Canada. Oh. You had to close that border. Yeah. <laughs> you, you maple-loving bastards. What are you called ice packs? Ice packs. Is that? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. I would have to sit on that one. <laughs> that's am- I, I have not heard that before. Yeah, I can't that's remember. That's amazing. from yeah, the ice packs. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, been to, I've been to Windsor. Um, okay. You know. Is, is Canada like the U.S.? You have the East Coast, which is, like, very... You know, cosmopolitan and urban, and the West Coast is more laid back in California. Is it the th- same up there, or is it? Pretend that America is like a pair of shorts. Canada's got that big muffin top. So when you say the East, yeah, you're extending out to Nova Scotia, to Newfoundland. Europe so that, that becomes point, yeah. like Maine, Vermont, Ireland, some really? you know hybrid of that. Okay, but it is very, it does track like BC our West Coast is a lot like Washington. It's very yeah. green and beautiful yeah. and hippie smoke pot. It smells like patchouli everywhere. Yeah, and then in the middle in the prairies, you know Alberta and Wyoming and Texas for that matter, indistinguishable in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot of oil money, a lot of rural country stuff and that's kind of where i'm from it's just a colder bread basket it's a colder bread basket that's exactly right and that's then awesome. um the east what you'd call the east would be probably you know toronto yeah and then ottawa and that's the that's our version of new york the cosmopolitan okay. yeah big city you know x amount of five million people i think in the greater toronto area it's it's beautiful it's gorgeous like canada is undeniably beautiful country every single time i have a friend go there for something yep. whether it's toronto international film festival or tiff Vancouver. is great so that's on my bucket list. It's cool, yeah. I got to, I met M Night Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I can't remember who else. Shyamalan. It was it was crazy. It was a great time. Uh, Tiff, I saw some really cool documentaries. They got them everywhere. Yeah, right at that Four Seasons. Yeah, I think it's uh, in uh, Yorkville, and um, and then you go one more step east, and then it becomes France. Because that's when Quebec starts. Really? So the French province is our is further east. It's not as far as the sure. the Maritimes, but and that's Montreal, which is one of the most fantastic cities on earth. Really? It's incredibly cosmopolitan, incredibly um, fun town. Kind of like updated French. It's because because yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, it's more like Paris. Okay. Whereas you think of like the stodgier French cities, that's more yeah. like Quebec City. They're, okay. They're, yep. they're French in Quebec City. In Montreal, yeah. they speak English. You can go party and. On Saint Laurent and and uh, let's go Saint Catherine and let's go and I'm gonna slip this in really quick. Let's go because I'm gonna be back in the Midwest soon. You will be, yeah. And strip clubs are full touching, so they are from what I remember. (laughs) I so when you turn 19, everyone hops on and goes over to Windsor. Yeah, that's what they're known for. I was getting my haircut the other day, and this aspiring comedian guy, he's telling me he works at a strip club, and he goes, ah, you're from Canada. Everybody in Canada says our strip clubs are garbage here. He goes, why is that? I'm like, well, because there's full alcohol everywhere, full nudity and full touching. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're used to dating the prom queen, and then you got to, you know, you gotta take the girl from 4-H or whatever, you know? It just, just becomes a miserable experience once, you're just you, like, oh, once you set an anchor up in Canada. But, yeah, no, uh, real talk, though, it's beautiful. Gorgeous city up there. Montreal is a lot of fun. And and that's, that's a hidden gem. I, I always thought that Vegas was, like, the, you know crux of of strip clubs but oh I am... no well maxim magazine used to name it the number one city for women in general my sister has this old joke she goes if a girl in montreal they're so concerned about appearances there's gyms everywhere 
if a girl in Montreal is starving to death, she's literally on death's door. Yeah. And she's got $5 and there's a sandwich shop and like a CVS that go by makeup and she left the house without it, you know, she she probably's not going to make it through the day. That's amazing. <laughs> so, they're right. super beautiful people concerned about appearance, things like that, but a lot of fun. Okay. So, LA up north. It, um yeah, kind of, in some ways, yeah. I had a meeting in LA, and I just sat in the city, and I like went around and did, mm. like did stuff, and I was like, there aren't any of these pretty people, yeah, like it's anywhere. Complete opposite it, of San Francisco, it's, you're right. It's so <laughs> seriously, <laughs> it's it's so like heightened, and like the appearance is so the core of everything. Right. Everyone is like waiting to get discovered. It, it's crazy. Yeah, hey, so just I'm like glad that, that it's not just LA. You been to Nashville? I, no, so I'm driving back, and I, I'm just going to tell everyone, I, I am moving back to Michigan. Oh, I will tell everyone in a whole ball. different episode. I'm Very just going to talk about it. It'll come out after this. So this special now, at least, though. But uh, it, was, it was broken on, on, on your episode, Chris. Um, but we're driving cross-country, like, back. You and mean, I've like, done it a couple times, and, like, there's some really boring routes, but they're faster. Yeah. So I'm going to petition the family that we go a little bit more, you know, southern to Make go a trip through. out of it. You're going to get, yeah. like, New Orleans. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get that south, but, like, go through instead of just cutting through, like, Nashville, Iowa and yeah. whatnot, but yeah. go a little more south. It's kind of like what I was saying, though, is, like, the talent you see in Nashville yeah. or a city like Austin. It's just everybody goes there. Everybody's talented. I don't yeah. even know how you differentiate yourself. I, I would say that you would have a way better chance becoming – you know, super famous by being in some tiny band in yes. Cheyenne, you know, <laughs> Wyoming or something. Because there, everybody's talented. Everybody, yeah. every girl's, you know, the, the the country version of the manic pixie dream girl yep. or whatever. Yep. <laughs> some, you know, move there with, uh, you know, some acoustic on her knee. With oh, just, of course. You know, she wrote all her own songs, ultra talented. I, I don't know how they're going to break through all that, but yeah, it's a I, thing. The whole time I'm driving back, I'm just going to be swiping on Tinder. <laughs> 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 just. My grandpa said something about a What's port in every storm. What's that? <laughs> so, or, yeah, right? That's how it goes. I, I think that, the you know, a port in every storm. Oh, you know, a, a ship in every port. A ship in every port. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> a ship in every port. That's the old way of saying a hose in different area codes. There you go, yeah. So, port, that's exactly it. Yeah. Tinder swipe the I'm not even going to look. I'm just, just going to drive just, and swipe <laughs> the whole way home. I'm just going to wear my thumb out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought Sega, you thought the Sega Genesis. Doing Hadouken over and over for over like and eight over. hours yeah, a day killed your thumb, but this is gonna I, do it. That's what stretch. That's why my thumb is so strong. I can literally <laughs> lift a car just with this hand. I won't challenge you to. And it's mostly because of my forearm on my right hand. <laughs> Go from Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yes. Not from dating Miss Michigan. You ever heard that one? That's a new one. Is that a because you're mitten? Yeah. Yep. Dating Miss Michigan. That makes sense. Yeah. Your right hand. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, ca I came down in Las Vegas. Went to law school. Did my JD MBA here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've, I've loved the city ever since the first time I ever came to visit. My sister got married here. Yeah. First time I ever came down, I was like, "That is just such an amazing place." You have an entire country of cities to pick from. How did you end up in Las Vegas? I applied at nothing but warm law schools. So I got in in San Diego. Okay. Here, yeah. Miami. I can't remember where else, but I, I got it. It was only if it's if it was southern half. If it was even remotely close to anything north of the Mason Dixon, that's it. <laughs> you just, like, I'm just out. extend it yeah. across the entire country. <laughs> I was like not interested. You know, I grew up. You grew up in Canada where snow isn't, and you know, it's not like some fun exercise. Like I felt literally threatened. You know, yeah. four months a year, yep. it was it was, you know, rolling the dice on whether or not you're going to make it back home or whether Seriously. the car would start. Yeah, so, I. 
I'm taking my beautiful challenger back to the snow, and I'm really concerned of what's going to happen. I'm concerned for you because so, your th- blood is probably so thinned out now. I after eight years, after yeah, eight I'm years, gonna die. You lost your skin for it. I I can go outside in 120, 125, and not sweat anymore. Well, it's a dry heat, Josh. It's a dry. It's heat. a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Jeez, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine, meteorologist. But no, it's I'm I am really excited because I haven't had winter in eight years. So we we go up to Big Bear a lot. So if I want to see snow, I go visit it. I yeah. make it a thing. Man, that's what I used to say. Now I'm just trying to put a positive spin on moving You're, back to Michigan. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be positive about the. the yeah. I I would this company I'd follow anywhere. Where, where I'm going, I'm stoked. It's just super. It's, it's just awesome that it's going back home because like I'll already know everything, right. but it's. Coincidentally, I'm also the first, going back home. The first thing you're going to do is petition to expand headquarters. Yeah, you know, like downtown oh, San Diego. Man. So the CEO is a big fan of Las Vegas, and he joked when we first met. He goes, "If I ever hire you on, I'm going to keep you there so I can go back and forth." Yeah. So I brought that up, and I was just like, "Hey, don't don't forget." As your attorney, I advise when you to we, uh, enforce that verbal contract. Yeah. <laughs> when we expand, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Just so I can have both sides. That's East Coast West Coast offices. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, at some point, we're going to need to expand into the customer service and grow that out. And what better, too, than a 24-7 right. I think company. that HQ2 presentation they did for Amazon was awesome. Wasn't that incredible? The Detroit one? I thought they one? did such a great job. It was that. beautiful. What's, that, what's Who, funny, and what was pointed out to me, that they actually, Detroit, hired a Seattle-based PR agency to put that together. I thought it was kind of funny, but that's smart. Because they know exactly what Seattleites think and breathe and need. Yeah. So it was really cool to see our city from like a Seattle person's point of view. I think that's why I liked it so much cuz yeah, <laughs> it was Seattle, man. What a phenomenal city. So mm-hmm. just like that I was I, I for a second there I thought Las Vegas was green. That I know <laughs> the way right? they had those sort of aerial shots coming in. Yeah. It was it was like a lush green city. I'm like, wow, Las Vegas. And then I go outside and it's like, yeah, it's, like, it's desert. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you uh studied law. You have your own firm. Yeah, well, I started off doing a couple different things. I started off at a small little tech company. Oh, cool. Um, did like in-house that. for a little bit, but it sort of uh, it, it wasn't going to be anything that I wanted to be in. So a lot of sitting in an office. Yep, been there. Just like, you know, the startup mentality. Yeah. There was like three guys in an office, and I'm kind of fresh out of law school, full, oh, of, boy. full of hope and dreams. And then it's it's like kind of the, the employers were, were people I think they didn't understand necessarily certain cultural norms here. Yeah. It just you know, like, did you bring it? Did you throw your Starbucks coffee cup out in the garbage? You know, if, if you don't put it in our garbage, you take it home. Then we don't have to change the garbage just so often. What? It, it's just weird things like that. And Where so, were they from? China. So oh. we had offices in China. We had offices okay. in Ukraine, and you know, very smart guys in sure. their own right. But um, it was just a weird call. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I did moot court in law school. I, I sure. did law review. I was on the, you know, I. I uh, external for Judge Markell in the bankruptcy court. And so I'm kind of getting into it. I'm like, I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. But yeah. then this opportunity came up to be in-house counsel for a tech company. I thought it was a great chance to kind of, you know, maybe work more of that business angle. And it ended up being not what I wanted to do. So I switched over to a, a litigation firm. Okay. That's where I kind of cut my teeth on doing some stuff. First yeah. First case ever before a court, I got thrown into some matter up in Incline Village. And I Where's walk that? up and it's, it's, it's near Tahoe. Okay. And so, you know, I'm talking, I'm a week out. My yeah. first, first litigation job. Nice and green. Uh, green is, because green for a lawyer means you still have like hope. 
Yeah. <laughs> still believe in people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. green. And I assume that there's laws and rules and procedure because in law oh, school, boy. they say you can't do this. And that means that's a rule and that's the way life works, right? Yeah. Right? People I hear all the time, well, the law says the law is only as good as, as somebody who's an enforcer. So, yeah. So oh, yeah. get up to Incline Village in this case. This lady, and she's one of these constitutionalists. Like, I am not me. I'm an entity that doesn't recognize myself, and I'm not me. You know, have you ever seen those things where people really? get pulled over, and they're like, the the Naval Act of 1864 says I don't have to pay taxes, those constitutionalists? Yeah, like, oh, wow. So I'm talking oh, kind of uncomfortably weird, because there's no argument against it. You can't refute somebody who's not talking the same language no, as you. So yeah. I get there. And I'm told that this case is just a home run. You just walk up. They haven't presented any evidence. There's nothing. You just walk up and say, Your Honor, I'm Chris Connell on behalf of this party, and we should win because of this, and then sit down and win. Yeah. And then her counsel gets up, and, and I don't know what, what was going on, but he starts bringing out, we'd like to throw on an evidentiary trial right now, and the judge is like, I assume that's fine with you, counsel. Like, uh, what? What are you talking about? He goes, fine, yeah, go ahead. So he puts her up on the stand, starts grilling her with questions. What just happened to my life right now? So I got thrown into the fire and I walked away. Because he didn't come up with a verdict at the time. He like delayed it for some other reason. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was the first time I'd ever heard my own spirit break in half. Just just from being so ill prepared to deal yeah. with something. So that was my first, very first hearing. So ever since oh, then, I've man. made it more of a mission to be, you know, prepared for the worst. So sure. So I've, ha I've been thrown into a couple more of those situations that worked out better for me. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that was my foray into litigation. And then. Oh man, yeah. that's insane. That and was, that's as oh. your spirit broke. You're just like, this is what I'm gonna do for. It wasn't like I did anything wrong. It's just it was the no, first no, time no, no, I, no. I recognized that the system of law that we think we're in is not black and white. There's no. It's only as good the, as your player. The, the law is as good as. The people enforcing it, the yeah. people applying it, the yeah. people thinking about it. You'll get judges up there that have a feeling about something. Oh. And they feel a certain way about something. So, I, I, you know, and it's not besmirching the judges. It's that we all come into everything. Nobody's a you know, we're, true tabula rasa, we're, right? Yeah, we're human. You're human. You have a prejudice. Yeah. So, you're like, well, hey, maybe um, maybe I should you know, you know, consider this angle more. I'm going to rely on equity to do what's right in this scenario or yeah. whatever. So yeah, I just learned that there's no such thing as black and white anymore. Yeah. Do you, this is, this is a ridiculous non-lawyer question that I'm going to ask. Oh, when, when you walk into the court and you see a specific judge, does your whole like argument shift knowing that judge where it's just like, Oh, they're going to like it if I do it like this. So, or is it more just like <laughs> you're prepped, you're focused on the jury. <laughs> You do it. Do, you do. You got to learn your audience. But sure. you just reminded me of, of of a great. It was a phenomenal. You'll appreciate this. There was a judge. We had a simple hearing to come up to. It, it had to do with something pretty perfunctory, so yeah. it didn't sway the case. But the judge, he's a he's a local character, uh, okay. the judge, and he's up there and he starts asking questions about stuff. But it was all movie quotes. So like, he's like, oh, in blah, movie blah, blah. quotes. Yeah, or... he, he was saying something like. Uh, Oh, I think he dropped Fight Club, and then he dropped something else, and then he was like, "Okay, uh, while we're sitting here, uh, do you, what won the Oscar for this Best Picture?" He's talking to the whole because they had technical issues, and this judge is up there, and he's going off on the, this. And, and the lawyers are kind of some of the young ones are kind of uncomfortable, and some of the older like, ones are just over it. Yeah, I'm, I that was the greatest day because that's like, you're like I know. I was like, "Your Honor, that was the Departed, whatever, so whatever it was." And so he's like, "You're absolutely right." Then I went up there, and not. 
not that I wasn't going to win anyway, but it just felt good that yeah. it, that I, I just like bam, I got this shit. <laughs> then I won as well, so it worked out. But yeah, no, it's it's an interesting thing to to be a lawyer in this town because the community is, is tiny, is absolutely it's so small. minuscule. It's crazy. So you got to act right. Yeah, I can imagine, especially yeah. as a lawyer, because yeah. you never know who's watching, it's looking. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. Well, not even just your own behavior out in public, whatever. I mean, how you treat other lawyers. Oh, yeah. You probably have one of the most civil civil bars, probably anywhere, because we're the only law school in this state is in this city. The majority of people in this state live in this city. Yeah. You know, two-thirds of them live here. Yeah. And it, there's, you know, one courthouse that does a majority of that, you know, um, the daily kind of court work stuff. Yeah. So you see the same people all the time. It comes kind of like, a, you know. You're you're giving out handshakes right in the middle of discussing negotiations with everybody because you it's a super small community. So yeah. I love that part of it. That's it, it's it's got to be helpful to be in that small community and like immediately have red flags to who the assholes are. Oh yeah, yeah, we all know. Oh man, I'm not that's gonna say awesome. Any no, I, <laughs> no, we, I was we like... talked about it before, and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that person's billboard, and I could see that. <laughs> or I could see that person's ad, and yeah, they look weird. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things where you you. You, you know exactly where people are coming from. And there's the funny thing is there's this thing called the Las Vegas Law Blog. And Bob Loves Law Blog? The Las Vegas uh, – Bob Law Blog? Yeah. Bob Loves Law Blog? <laughs> um, Las Vegas Law Blog. And people get on there and they blog about the kind of more um, gossipy stuff sure, sure. on there. Yeah. So they'll get up and be like – yeah, that fucking douchebag was doing this the other day. So, so you, oh my god, I hope I never make it on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? it's like it's like it's rate skating. your professor. It's it's you ever, exactly like rate your professor. Oh man, I use just that with site. other colleagues. So I, I like That's I've never crazy. logged on, but I've gone and read some stuff. And sometimes it's actually good legal analysis of stuff. Should I pull up the site right now and see if I can find you? Check it out. I I don't think they have names, but yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, so it's Las Vegas what? Las Vegas Law Blog. So, okay. you know, Pulling like I said, it's anonymous. Talking. So the community, you know, is pretty well behaved. But I think that's where kind of people vent. Because I've seen some pretty scathing things on there from people that sometimes didn't even deserve it. It's just, you know, it's just catty. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> Top 10 stories of 2016. If I read one of these, would you be able to tell me who it was? Top. Oh, no. no never mind. These yeah, are just... I think some some articles are pretty legit. But I think that's it's an actual comments. legit article. That they get, oh, you man. know, people get pretty personal with other people's lives. So, well, you know, it's crazy. It, it's it's funny that it almost seems that like Las Vegas has. I don't know if this is everywhere with with this, but there's there's the, like it's an anonymous blog about lawyers. Right. There's if you are on Twitter, there's Las Vegas dealer and there's Las Vegas hmm. um, like waitress, and they're they're one of them's a dealer who's got to be on Fremont based on his tweets, and he right. doesn't say who he is. He just tweets. From a dealer's point of view, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Just the shit that he says that, like... Oh, this town is just... Oh, I love it. And then there's, like, cocktail waitresses that are, like, have hundreds of thousands of followers. They're anonymous. And really? they just yeah. tweet shit about the shitty people that they see every day. <laughs> Could you imagine having needing any more ammo in this place? No. Oh, my God. It's just no. unlimited ammunition. That's one of the... the Redneck's basement. <laughs> Seriously? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's amazing. Really quick, I want to bring up something I saw on your Facebook. Yeah. As a both kind of law plug and something that makes you an awesome human being. Oh, well. And pre-thanks <laughs> well, for this. Fine. But you you posted that if anyone needs any law advice regarding the Harvest 91, the unfortunate shooting that happened right. in Las Vegas near Mandalay, to, to reach out to you. Well, 
so I, I keep seeing these posts, and you know, after that incident happened, I mean, everybody just kind of went dark for a couple of days. Sure. You and I talked about it, and yeah. um, it was one of those weird things where uh, uh, these guys. I did a startup. I helped the startup guys, a company called Foodie Fit. Mm-hmm. They do okay. f- food meal delivery, and so they really had jumped up and, and done a ton of stuff by preparing meals. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of one of those weird things. You feel helpless for your city because you're like, well, I'll raise I'll money, I'll do, do whatever. Right? Yeah, what did like, what do you do? And all the blood banks were closed up, and all yeah. the you know, and so these guys were making meals. So I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe you know, help them kind of fundraise or whatever. Sure. Then I sit in there, and now I see all these reports, these these legal ads going. Were you hurt in these shootings or whatever? Were you hurt? Uh, our law firm is taking on these cases. Call us to see if you have a case. And I know goddamn well that every single one of those, you know, are earning their full contingency. Sure. There's no question in my mind. They're all. And it just seems so fucked up to me because yeah. it, it was so personally. I mean, obviously, you know, I was two miles away or whatever when it happened. I, I mean, we I, could hear we yeah. could hear We could hear I was the with shots you. that night from yeah. my house. But um, it was so fucked up to think about people using it as like a marketing opportunity. Man, yeah. And I didn't know because I had a couple of friends. That posted stuff like, hey, uh, Brandon Powers of like uh, Evil Pie or whatever. He's out there slinging pizzas. And then you look on his comments and people are like, look at these scumbags trying to profit off of, it's, you know, the, yeah. the, the unfortunate tragedies. It's like, look, asshole. This guy's out there, you know, doing all this stuff. And with it comes some type of advertising do. or promotion. But that's that's within his power and purview. And so they're doing it, whatever. Sure. And I'm like, I, I just kind of, I started my own law firm in March. I, I don't necessarily want to be on the end of like bad press. Hey, I... I'll help you, you know. No. Yeah. And so I put that Facebook ad up because I was kind of thinking, I'd like to help. There's going to be people that have debt collectors pissed, bugging them because of lost wages or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be medical bills that maybe people need negotiated. There's going to be issues that come up. You're going to have questions. There's going to have questions. There's going to be things. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to put a post up there and disclaim it. So I'm not... Yeah. I didn't put my law firm name up there. No, I mean, you, I, you, I assume people know. Yeah, you, you did it from your personal page. I did it from my personal Which page. I didn't do it from my, my is way business more, page. Yeah. It's just kind of like, hey, if there's something I can do, yeah. call me. I'll see if I can help you. I, I can't promise I even know. Cause maybe it created a family issue. I don't really do family law. So sure. there's things I, I, I don't have the skills for. Sure. Um, but, you know, if it's within something that I can do, just give me a call and I'll, I'll, I'll try to help you figure it out. That's and awesome. that felt, felt like kind of taking a bit of the burden off my shoulders yeah. about how sad I was for the city because yeah. I, I love the city this no, is I, I do too this is my second home yeah to me it's it's now home yeah like, I'm, I'll always be Canadian but yeah I'm a Canadian Las Vegas my wife is from here she's born and raised um you know that whole family's here my daughter grew up here yeah you know she lived in Canada for two months or something like that <laughs> and so uh you know this is my it feels like my city yeah for a while, I lived in the Ogden downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, before it was the Ogden. Though, yeah, right? it was streamlined towers. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So people would come to visit me all the time, and I'd take them around and show them little spots. And uh, every single know, time, certain comes points, people just blew their minds. You yeah. know, we'd take them to Fremont. We'd take yeah. them to these little spots. You know, you'd take them to whatever hot and juicy coffee. You take them to your Vegas local spots, yep. and you feel like you're an ambassador for the city. Yes. Then it feels like somebody you know stabbed her in the heart. You know, so yeah, because so anyway. you run, yeah, yes, I that's, 100% that's agree. Exactly. So, yeah, that was the point of that post. And it's, you know, once again, I don't know that I know how to do it in the most authentic way possible without I, it being a plug for my firm. So, I was just trying yeah. to 
you know, I, I thought I did it in a way that minimized any of that as much as possible. Well, you you know my background, right? Yeah. Marketing, public relations, right. social media. That that's why I wanted to bring it up is because it was perfectly genuine in the way yeah, you did I mean, it. And yeah, I, I think I, you did a very good job, and I think not only is it something that people it, it, it's not an immediate like blood bank like they needed that immediately yeah you're and offering kudos to everybody that seriously you know kudos to everybody that stepped up in the city yeah that's I mean, incredible i don't want to sound like so an cool. asshole but like the vegas strong thing like these things get become platitudes yeah i just love to see all the people yes. i knew it's way cooler when you can see what it actually just, means you know cruise around picking stuff up yep. pulling together mm-hmm. and this town needs it because it's so transient already yeah so i was i was on one hand incredibly proud on one hand devastated yeah so. Yeah, it's it's amazing how it stepped up a city of unbelievable you know, strangers yeah. almost. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great way to put it. Anywho, no, I just wanted to call it out. It was a really, really authentic post. You did a very good job. Yeah, with thanks, it. man. You know, like I said, I wasn't even trying to, I wasn't even trying to, you know, make it about anything. It's just no, if no, anybody no, no, did have an issue, and that's why I wanted to put it on the podcast cool, because man. it's going to someone will hear this in a couple months and they'll. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, like I said, this, people issue. don't even realize the weird things that can happen. Yep, going down the line, like I said. You missed a credit card payment because you had the, you know, because your family came or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even mean you, you, you were a victim of the incident specifically, but maybe you were there. Maybe you um, know a friend who, know a friend or whatever, yeah. and maybe they don't need to, you know, go out and retain a lawyer and pay, you know, a thousand bucks to get some issue resolved. Yeah, especially because it's, you know, through no fault of anybody's. Seriously, you know, so. Anyway, yeah, that's, right. that, that was the motivation for that. That's good. And if anyone needs or has anything um, that they need. Reach out to Chris at facebook.com slash Connell Law LV. Connell with two L's. Connell, two L's. Connell Law is three L's. Con- Connell Law LV. Yeah, there's a lot of L's <laughs> in Connell Law LV. Connell Bob Law's Law Blog. Connell Law LV. Oh, boy. That was a mouthful. All right. So I have a list of things that you have mentioned in the past that we're going to go through. Oh, man. All right. Okay. Some it's of like a hot seat. It. It's one of the- I, yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them to you now, so you can think about it. Um, don't say marshmallow. Don't say marshmallow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't say marshmallow. No, Dean's French onion dip in this one. No, but we won't talk about marshmallow. Um, all right, so I'm gonna ask you about Mount Kilimanjaro, running with the bulls, Black Acre, um, when Scarlett Johansson told you to fuck yourself, and uh, Bill Gates. I think I think in, that's in a good order, that'll yeah. round out this episode pretty well. <laughs> Perfect. So where where do you want to start? Hey, I I mean, it's up to you. It's your it's your noodle. Well, okay, so you said that Bill Gates served you. Bill Gates did serve me one time. Yeah, he actually, he actually physically served me. Like was, got you a drink and brought it to you. Well, it was better than that. Um, so we used to go down every year. My buddy Jordan, uh, we were longtime owners of Berkshire Hathaway and a fund. Mm-hmm. So every year we'd go to Omaha, Nebraska, because, you know, uh, they call it Woodstock for Capitalists. So we'd go there with all the nerds <laughs> and, like, yeah, this is when I was still an undergrad or, or coming up and yeah. kind of more doing the equity stuff and uh yeah like like ces for it's ces for for, lawyers. for yeah for yeah. the horrific oh, yeah, monsters right. of wall street yeah <laughs> <laughs> so man i want to go <laughs> no, it was actually a lot of fun because it's like a tradition it's a it's like a pilgrimage you go eat with warren buffett like where he eats at the dinner time and you you know yeah you get a double hash <laughs> four p.m t-bone with double hash and gorats <laughs> you know and you go to Every year, it's the same kind of rituals. You go to Nebraska Furniture Mart. You go to yeah. Borsheim's. Fifty yeah. percent off jewelry. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Really, buy yourself a Burke B and go get go go to Borsheim's. So, what happened was we were standing outside in the tent, and they had open they had an open bar there. So that counts as an interruption. I'm, thank God. 
You're, yeah, I, I can I'm tell ready. you that you're ready. wanting another shot, especially if we're going to talk about all this. So, quick pause, and we're going to pick right back up, because I, I really got to know where this is going. Snoodling with Josh. All right, we're back. Robbie, this is to you. Hey. Cheers, bud. Cheers, Thanks for Tom. the interruption. Thanks for coming out again. Yeah, Seriously. It's Halloween, by the way. It is Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. What are you going to dress up as? Are you going trick-or-treating? I don't know yet. I might. Uh... You got the little one, but she's not so little. She's not so little. She drew, She uh, dressed up as Eleven from Stranger Things. Oh, that's did she... Shave yeah. her head and everything? She got the blonde wig, and then she's got the thing. Oh, right. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little blood. She got the blood off her nose, yeah. A little, like, Eggo waffles. <laughs> she had the Eggo waffles, That's perfect. Too. That's, that's exactly. perfect. I got a picture here. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so... um, Is she... She's 13, 14? She's nine. Nine. But Man, she's, uh, she's the smartest little girl I've ever met. Yeah, she's got the, <laughs> the homemade waffles. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's funny. That's amazing. Thanks for that shot, dog. Yeah, of course, bud. So, all right, we're back at the the Bill Gates, Berkshire, yeah. Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway. Hathaway's Bohemian Grove. I'm assuming <laughs> yeah, annual meeting in Omaha. That's on my to-do list. What, what's up? Be famous enough to get invited to Bohemian Grove. Oh, like in uh, where is that? Up in Idaho. That's in uh, yeah, Sun Idaho, Valley, Idaho? Like, like the redwoods. It's. Like it's, the Illuminati, they go have those fucking eyes wide shut parties up there with, oh, like, yeah. I don't know, virgins from Thailand or something. But it's, it's like all of like that the famous creeps from me like, out. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> when you get too many rich men in one spot, you know, it's not going to be um, uh, a wholesome, you know, evening or whatever, you know. It's going to be, yeah. somebody's going to be well, putting on a parrot mask or whatever. That's a very good point. <laughs> Maybe I should. No, actually, that makes me want to go more. Now that we talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, so so we're sitting there in this tent. They have a tent outside, and it's all you can drink. So, you know, I'm trying to trying to punish them as much as possible. Of course. And so, uh, talking to some guy, he's telling me about trading gold or something. And and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, they put up these ropes beside me. These these red velvet ropes, like you'd see in you know whatever. Yeah. And they start shutting down the side, and all of a sudden, these kind of cameras come in, Bloomberg and CNBC or whatever, and they set up poker table or like a bridge tables. Really. And they set up a bridge table right beside me. Like I, my left elbow could, you know, was was it's hovering over the top, the just right over the velvet rope. Now look over, and Bill Gates sits down. This was when he was the richest man on earth. And yeah. I don't know if he he's he oscillates. They go back and forth, but he was the richest man on earth. That's and amazing. He sits down in his dorky glory. Earlier in that day, he had actually been at the at the meeting. You could see him, and he was rocking back and forth like one of those deprived of love rhesus monkeys on his blackberry. Oh, just totally. Just, just you know the ones with the wire mesh moms or whatever. Yeah. Oh had yeah. Love or whatever. Yep. So he was rocking back and forth, and uh, he sits down beside me, and I look over, and they're about to start playing bridge, and then immediately a flood of humans, the sycophants, just come out of nowhere. Oh, my God. The flood of humans that just want to be beside greatness or whatever, or wealth, that human thing that people just want to be around. Sure. So all of a sudden, these cameras all come in my face. Now, I'm half in the bag at this point, deeply, six coronas in or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of, you know, I'll, I'll tell you another story later, but I kind of get cocky around celebrities because I have that feeling where I'm like, fuck you. I don't. You're, you're a normal person. You're some I don't, dude. I don't. Whatever. You better not think you're better than me. No, yeah. it, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just that no, kind I, of immediate thing. Like, yep. I don't know, this guy, hey, what's up, guy? Like, hey, it's Bill Gates. Like, 
how would I treat you? Same you treat me. Yeah. So he sits down. There's these cameras like in my face, and now I'm like super crowded out. CNBC, Bloomberg Television, you know, Canadian Business, all this stuff. Al Jazeera was in the back, you know, you know, plotting something. I'm just kidding. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're all in my face. Cameras everywhere. I look over. I see Bill Gates, and he's got a bowl, of fucking beautiful delicious fancy trail mix like cashews and the m&ms not that bullshit stuff with the with the peanuts i'm talking about like it's all good it's mix. real like it's cashews and whatever i look over and i the cameras in my face everybody's around me i go mr gates like really pronounced he looks up like hey what's up i go hey this loud big dude yeah, just hey, yelled big at me guy <laughs> can you pass me those cashews over there <laughs> cashews on his bridge table <laughs> And he looks at me, he kind of looks over at the cashews, just kind of like with that kind of indignance with somebody. He's like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. So he grabs a bowl of cashews and he hands them over to me. I take a handful. I say, thank you, sir. And I go back to drinking my beer while these cameras are on my face without a skip or a beat. And it was one of my favorite moments just because it just had that resonation where he knew exactly what I was doing. And he looked at me and he's like, all right, yeah. you got me. Sure. All right. I was there like, well, the richest man on earth just served me. So I was like, well. Kind of a dick move in retrospect, but no, that's amazing. <laughs> you what know, are you talking about? When you're in your twenties, you know, I'm, trying, I'm trying to bother the guy, you know. But he's, yeah, you know, he's minding his own business. Never did anything to me except you know put solitaire in the operating system and waste about like a year of my life. Everyone's <laughs> life, I'm talking about. But yeah, so yeah, it brings you to the other encounter where same thing. We were in New York City. Yep. I was having dinner with you know, I, uh, strangely enough, my other buddy Jordan. I only see him maybe once every year. Apparently, he's good luck for celebrities. He's good luck for celebrities. So we go to this restaurant in New York City. Okay. It's a long story, but you know we got one of those buddies that's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll just put it on my card. Give me the cash. I'll put it on my card. Oh, man. He does that whole thing. Yeah. So we've been drinking. I'm kind of like half in the bag. I look over. You know, He puts the amount that everybody else gave. Kind of one of those guys. So anyway, really? long story short, just I needed to secretly blast somebody. But So we go outside, we're all half in the bag, and we we look over, and there's Scarlett Johansson making out with this, like, just super hipster guy. Looks like the Keebler Elf with the the hat. This is... This is back of the hair. Oh, five or something like that. Yeah, back of the hair. So what was her most recent movie? Because that'll put her in my mind. Scarlett, at that point, probably not that much longer after Lost in Translation. Okay. All right. And she was going through all that stuff with Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, That era. Yep. So she kind of fell off a little bit, but yeah, then... I can't remember. We're, so we're kind of drunk. We're in Greenwich Village. I look over. I go, she's making out with this hipster guy. I'm like, hey, where's Leto? Oh, <laughs> Which boy. was an ultra dick. Oh, like mid-makeout. She just looks at me. She's just like, go fuck yourself. And I was like, you got a point. <laughs> I just left. So sorry, man. My friends Good are night. like... Uh, did you just have Scarlett Johansson tell you to go fuck yourself? And I was like, yeah. And I really earned that one. <laughs> you're just like, oh... There's times in your life you're going to be a dick. It's unavoidable. I try to try to limit those as much as possible now. But looking back on it, that was just a kind of a... Because I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan. I am fucking... Yeah. Mike D from the Beastie Boys was there one time, you know? It's like one of those places, <laughs> you know, like in the old uh, Married with Children, the man who met Andy Griffith or whatever, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Some obscure, so then I see one of the you know, super popular starlet or yeah. the richest man in the, in the world. So I turn into, you know, some fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh man that is amazing I have so many people I want to introduce you to just to see how you react <laughs> so many people I mean the older I get now you just see them more like the first time like I met Quentin Tarantino one time mm-hmm. we're at the Hollywood Forever after party for the Scream Awards and my friend Daisy she's just a she like knows all these people so we threw sure. these cool parties they moved yeah, yeah. to Austin so so we're sitting there and first time I met Quentin Tarantino and he walks in he looks at me straight in the eyes he goes hey man 
who's the most excited anybody's ever been to shake my hand? So that guy can do hey. no wrong to me, like to the, yeah. to the end of the day, because he was like the coolest guy. Yeah, he's just a normal dude. He's just such a nice dude. I'm like, hey, QT, what's going on? He's like, hey, man, have a great day. He's just so all he did was say hello. And I think he's just an angel. I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast, but I worked um, hospitality security at Miller Auditorium at Western University. Oh, great. Uh, Western Michigan University when I was in college. So I did the hospitality and security, so I would help, you know, run yeah. whatever, the, whoever was there needed. And it was a big theater. It was an off-Broadway stop. It was all the music stopped there. And we had a concert with Willie Nelson and Billy Bob Thornton. So Billy Bob Thornton was opening with this yeah. band, the Box Cutters, sure, sure. for Willie Nelson and, and his sister. And Willie's rider, it's like wherever he's going to be, you just fill up you know, whatever they need in the truck yeah. or the, the bus because he takes the bus everywhere. So we get all his breakfast stuff and we bring it on the bus and yeah, it just smells yeah. like weed. So I <laughs> am in the back. Back when the dime bag used to be a dime. I, oh, my God. I just watched that movie <laughs> yesterday. I'm not even kidding you. Love half big. Um, so we walk to like the green room and I check him to Bob Thornton and I ask him, Hey, is there anything that you need? Uh, and he goes, No, we're having pizza. You want to join us? And I was like, Sure. So I sit down with Billy Bob Thornton and he starts asking questions about Western Michigan. He goes, Are you a student? I was like, yeah, I'm a student. And he goes, well, tell me about, like, what's going on with your football team? And we were in a spot where, like, if we won the next game, we were going to go to the International Bowl in Canada. Meant something. Yeah. And if, we, like, the next one, like, we were going to go. Kind of not like UNLV. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Our West, yeah. Kind of not team was like good. UNLV. Yeah. Oh, boy. So he Ugh. was the nicest dude. He asked just nice questions about, like, what I was doing with my life and, like, what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And he was just a nice person. So now, like... I've seen every one of his movies. He's now like, if I know he's going to be in it, I need to watch it. He's the coolest dude who's the opposite of every single one of his characters I've ever seen. Dude, U-Turn was just so genius. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Billy Bob Thorne in oh. U-Turn was... Oh. It's, a, it's a next level of just fantastic. Of just him. What a great movie. I just... I got to go back and watch it. It's my, was my dad's... I think it's my dad's favorite movie. Really? U-Turn. Oliver Stone's U-Turn. Sean Penn. Yeah, that's when J Sean Penn was... J-Lo back before she was J-Lo. Oh, J-Lo. Yeah, man, that Holy was crap. priceless. That's, <laughs> but what's funny is that you have those like moments like the Scarlett right. Johansson you remember forever. But I met um, Ted Nugent, and he was super nice to me, and he was polite, and we were talking. He was like, "Can I gut a deer on stage?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> so he just little things. He was super nice, but then like there's stuff you always like remember, like Clay Aiken's an asshole. He came through. He was a dick. Um, but Ted Nugent, and it's just little things like this that'll forever resonate. Uh, my buddy Mandel, big black guy, big like buff black guy. Yeah. We were in his green room, like making sure, like, hey, you ready to go out? We'll walk you through the everything nuge? you need. Yeah, yeah. And so we start, we hit it off, start talking. He's a nice dude. We talk about his wife Shemaine. They have um, a hunting lodge like thirty minutes east of where we were at in Jackson. And he's like, "Do you hunt?" And I was like. I, not really. He goes, can I teach you? I was like, yeah, let's sure. do it. So he gave me his card, and then he turns to Mandel, and he goes, you come too, but we're going to paint your face white so you don't have an unfair advantage. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Hey, Mandel, go do rounds. Because yeah. he was, like, furious immediately. I and was like, actually going to make a joke, and then you just, no, you he just did, did it for me. Yeah. yeah. I was going to be like, you know, was it, what's it, what's it? I was like, does he want to do a private screening of what's that, uh, Pride of the Nation or whatever the <laughs> 
Klan movie was back. Woodrow Wilson played on the oh, White House shit. lawn. <laughs> like, just, oh. just, Jesus. I just, I'll forever remember that. He's oh. just like, hunting's in your blood. You don't hunt, man? We got to paint you white so you don't have an unfair advantage. And I was like, oh, God. I'm just like mentally ripping up the card. He's a special and man. He's going to be, uh, he's going to be Kid Rock's, you know. Running he's gonna, mate, he's right? He's going to be his running mate. <laughs> oh, good God. So, yeah. I'm going to go back to Michigan to stop that. That's my undercover reason. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> I'm wow. going to try my hardest. I mean, wh- when did it happen that rock stars forgot what it meant to be a rock star? Like, what happened to the rebellion of being a rock star? Isn't that, was that the it's whole the point most... of picking up a guitar to be yeah. kind of doing shit that the right was always kind of like, hey, you know, this is not Christian or whatever. Isn't there something to be said about picking up a guitar? Because if you listen to news, you stranglehold. That's that's the truth. That stuff is yeah. that's he's a legit. He's singing musician. what he felt. I mean, that is such a cool song. He's got cool music. I, and I then to like, be so such the antithesis of like what rock and roll, rock and roll is. guy. It blows my mind. I, I feel like I can't tell if it's a stupidity or if it's a smart move to be like. There's a whole section of the spectrum that's underserved by rock and roll i wonder if i can just be all of that they need to be like so he went all the way red just like god yeah just I, it's one of those like man I, the other thing too is people are now um boycotting little caesar stadium because kid rock has a restaurant there and it's just like yeah, there's so a... many things wrong with that just the, the what the protest mentality now I, well, that too, but just like yeah, man, I'm a you know you know me, I'm a I'm a very classical liberal, but in that in that comes with my belief in freedom of speech yeah. and freedom of yeah. right to assemble. You can have shitty ideas all day. I protect sure. the right to have shitty ideas. Yeah. It's when your shitty ideas become a little bit more than shitty ideas that it's a problem. But yeah, yep. but people need to fucking take it easy on that stuff, man. They, shutting down like these Milo talks and Ben Shapiro. Like I said, I'm a lefty, but I, I listen to Ben Shapiro sometimes, and I'm like. Yeah, okay, that's a fair point. He makes a fair point there. If nothing else, it reaffirms what I believe. Right, and if nothing else, I can say, see how bad these opinions are. Yeah. Because the stuff I disagree, then I can double down, and then I'm at least sure of my own opinions at that point. Oh, yeah. I listen to that shit so I have ammo to use against that side, where I'll say something, and they'll be like, that's ridiculous. I'll be like, oh, sorry, that was on Fox News. Yeah. Like, it's just the echo chamber, man. It's weird to me. Yeah. These these people that want to just hang out with the same guy. Like I just want to hang out with the clone of me yep. that says the things exactly as yep. I say them. Like I got, to, I have friends who are different weird religions. I have friends who are militant atheists. I have friends who are deeply religious. Yeah. Why would you want to go through life? And that comes down to all this that weird shit you were talking about, climbing mountains and flying airplanes. Oh uh, yeah, no, we're we're, we're going to come back. It just to all does. This it's stuff. like what kind of life are you trying to live, right? You, you need to round. Like I, whenever someone says on Facebook, if I see one more blank, I'm going to unfriend you. I'm just like. You're just getting stupider by by cutting out the antithesis to your argument because you can't learn more about yourself if you don't have the opposite. So, like, my best friend, like, growing up, like, since first grade, he is a Trump-loving cop in Detroit. Sure. And it's like, could not get more red than me. Like, or could not get, like, as red as he is, I'm blue. Like, I'm as liberal as you can, and he's as conservative. So, like... But, but, you, but you and I met yeah. at a Republican senator's party. We did. And I, at that point, was a registered or, uh, Republican. assemblyman, actually. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, you know what I mean? You can I, be. Just, you can have those thoughts and have all kinds of thoughts. Question on thoughts. Admit you had fucked up thoughts and, yeah. and make your thoughts better. And if nothing else, that was uh, our way of getting Stephen to get a little bit more centralist. By Well, that's the other thing, too. How do you expect anybody to change if they're just going to be with the same no. people yeah. holding their hands in these Every echo chambers? Si- 
I spent a week up there with a bunch of, uh, you know, assemblymen. And because I was with Steven, yeah, yeah. I was only hanging out with the, you know, the Republicans. And I talked to a bunch of them and I would be like, not blatant about it, but I'd be like, hey, what about this? And they yeah. would think about it. And I would be like, if I just changed your mind, let me know. Just a like, little bit. Just, just move the needle. Just think. Yeah. Just give them a right. reason to think about it. Be a good lawyer about it, right? Know, be, right? Be persuasive. In in my other life, I'm a lawyer. Uh, in, yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. multiple universes and one of them, so you, you and I have a successful law firm. You're a, you're a perfect weapon for that stuff because people, they can see you coming, but they can't see you coming, right? Because you could have spiky, bedazzled shoes from Steve Madden, oh, yeah. some crazy mohawk, but you could be talking to a Republican senator. Yeah. Or whatever, and you say, "Hey, did you what did you, did you consider this perspective?" Because you're so fucking affable and likable, yeah. They have yeah, to sit there and go, "Oh, well, this guy's not an ass. He's not attacking me. He's not calling me a no I, racist piece of shit or whatever." He's going, "Hey, hey, man, you know, yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah I mean, people should try to work. You, you should have to get out there, whatever, blah blah blah." But at the end of the day, if you have somebody who's unlike you asking yeah. you a legitimate question, right? Like, if I have a, a, a Somebody who's a very intelligent right-wing economist, and they go, oh, have you considered that, you know, the facts show that minimum wage is decreased, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'll say, oh, I haven't considered that position. I have not. No. Let me look into this. Yeah. yeah it's when you come at me, you know, arms swinging. You're and, a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're just like, okay. Mm, you have nothing intelligent to say. I'm just going to block out the rest of this. You tell me. Yeah. You could then recite to me, you know. The, the most beautiful rendition of... Oh, <laughs> my God. It's Can over. You, it's fucking over for that guy. Have you been watching the season of Saturday Night Live? I haven't. And this is going to be my suggestion to you and anyone listening. Um, watch Camille Nanjani's opening. He was not last Saturday, but the following Saturday's okay. host. Watch his opening. He has a bit in a segment where he talks about, if you're an informed racist, I am way more likely to listen to you than an uninformed. <laughs> so if someone ever sends to him, like, go back to India, he'd be like, I've never been. Yeah. And it's one of those. But if, if you say, like, go back to Pakistan, where the black, 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 like, he'd be like, oh, well, maybe oh. he has a point. <laughs> so he understands it was divided off of India. Anyways, that that's my suggestion for you, is to, to watch Camille Nanjani's <laughs> opening for SNL. It totally... Absolutely lines up for what we were just saying. That's great. Have you ever met Nikul Patel? No. But I went to law school with him. Mm -mm. He's the guy I actually climbed Kilimanjaro with him, and I went to, to Africa. Man, you're good at these so, transitions. <laughs> it's like you do them for a living or something. That's weird. So, so him and I went to Africa. We climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And we've, we've, was that just like I, I gotta say? Was that like a spur of the moment? No. Like, this is what I want to do, or this, is no. this like this, a childhood? This fucking idiot says to me, he's like, "Chris, I'm gonna climb Everest." I'm like, "You're like a brother to me. I love you. I don't want you to die." You don't need to do Everest. Idiot. How about we start with the? But if you do Kilimanjaro, I'll do it with you. Yeah, L let's start with the bunny hill. Let's start. Let's start a twenty thousand foot bunny hill. Yeah, <laughs> we could start with the comparatively tallest bunny mountain. hill. Yeah, so, but... so it's just like I'm like, okay, don't be an idiot. Who's gonna, you know, you're gonna do this? Don't be stupid. And uh, he just, I think, started talking to his his now wife. So I don't think she was a big fan either. But um, so yeah, him and I just went there, did it ten days on a mountain. Second day we were on there. And this will give you a perspective of how not terribly enjoyable it was. But but did you train for like months? Yeah, I mean, or was it just like we did a lot of red rock? Okay, we attempted uh, Whitney. Okay, and then we we got caught up. We we're gonna do it in a day. We got caught, and then we ended up, you know, whatever. It was, okay, sure. Did, didn't make it, but we're gonna try Rainier again in June. Okay. Oh man, we're gonna try Rainier again in, in Whitney sometime. So, um, so we get there the second night in the mountain. He looks at me, looks over at me, freezing. Yeah. On this African mountain where all you're drinking oh. is water treated with iodine. Jesus Christ. He goes, I wish I was in jail. 
<laughs> it was the most it was the most appropriate thing I've ever heard because some people they're oh it's a great trip or whatever it's like that's bullshit it's a fucking it's uncomfortable yeah you're with you know 14 Australians or whatever you know it's you, like you just do nothing but you're doing nothing but just like a Bhutan death march or whatever for yeah 10 days up a mountain and let's it's give up fun. every creature comfort possible every yeah anything that's on unless like, it's on your back you don't have back. it it's just you're just tired and you're just over it and all I could, it was the weirdest thing. All I could think about was a Coca Cola, the whole time. You know when you get it from a fountain with lots of ice, it's oh, just that. Man. It's like it's that. It's a hot burn from the. It, it's it, cold, it but it has a hot down. burn. Yeah. All I want, like, if you would have said, "Chris, quit right now." Here's a fro. Here's that. I I I wouldn't considered it ten feet from the summit. I would might have turned back. Be like, done. Let's go. Oh, because nothing tastes good. Oh, like nothing man. tastes good. It's all it's whatever. So. You know, that's my foray into mountaineering. It's not necessarily. <laughs> I'll probably do a couple more summits of the seven. Sure. I'll do. What uh, are the other? Australia's Kosciuszko, Okanguas in South America. Denali is in North America. Um, Elbrus, Ibris is in Russia, but there's a debate between that and Mont Blanc, whether or not that's okay. Europe or, or Asia. It's whatever. Kosciuszko, Australia, and Mount Vincent in Antarctica. And then Everest in Asia and... Um, uh, Kilimanjaro in Africa. What was that um, Keanu Reeves movie that was just recently remade? John Wick? No. That was... Um, <laughs> I, the entire time you were saying this, two. I was trying to come up with this joke. Point break. I totally lost it. It feels like you're going through your point break phase of your life. <laughs> where it's, I gotta do the Magnificent I Seven. Do like, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. I gotta take down the... There's Jesus monumental Christ. stuff. So, yeah, so I don't know. I've done a lot of weird shit this year. I got a motorcycle license to take flying lessons. I So you're basically doing what I want to be doing and setting up to do. I, I have a bucket list, not based on like before I die, but based on like before the zombie apocalypse happens. Why is that? that's going to happen so in our life. fucking more obvious to it's everybody else. Like going to happen in our so lifetime. It's so obvious to me. And I'm not going to be that far. I know how to pick locks. I, my, me my, too. My, do we I talk know about how to pick that? a lock. And I, I have a list of just, like, I need to learn this before the end of the world. Right. Because, like, if for whatever reason a zombie attack happens and I'm stuck with my neighbor's car and it's a stick shift, I'm fucked. I'm really good for, like, in-city driving. But if I need to, like, <laughs> like man, no. So, That's the point, man. It's to, it's to be ready. Well-rounded. Things. Well-rounded, right. No, not even, like... I, I, you don't have a bug out bag. You don't have a no, no, car no, no. hidden up in Mount Charleston. No, I don't. Well, but no, but like not yet, not yet. <laughs> but like it's stuff that like flying is my like the top for right. me. Because I have this nightmare. I one day I'm going to be stranded in Bogota. I'm going to get some idiotic idea to go eat bugs there or something. Totally. And I'm going to be stuck there. And there's going to be a coup the minute I get there. And I'll be on a tarmac. Your pilot's going to be a Cessna 172 there. And all I yeah. need to do is pick a wafer lock to start this fucking thing. And, you're just and like, then I'll be like, now what? Well, <laughs> I could have learned how to do that. Or I could have watched 10 episodes of Big Mouth that you recommended in one day, you know? Damn it. I did both. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so no, I'm, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm more the big. I'm, I'm at the big mouth part of my life. I need to I need to get a little bit more money into my belt before the I can Netflix start. Netflix show, Big Mouth. It's so good. Yeah, yeah it was on your suggestion. Oh. I sat there and crushed it. Like did, a, did you really? Yeah, like a, that it, day. Is it not incredible? I love John Mulaney. It's so, I think, I think, John Mulaney I think, I think and Nick Kroll is just... Just genius. Oh, my God. That's that's my suggestion for everyone who's listening. There you go. All right. So you're already, at this point, we know that you're an adrenaline junkie. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, but incredibly fearful of just <laughs> boring shit. To a, an intelligent <laughs> adrenaline junkie. 
Well, I would, I'd say uh, measured. Cause, like, so we, I made my wife eat the fugu, the poison blowfish, on her 30th birthday in New York. How was that? It was tasted like kind of un, less interesting sushi than normal sushi. <laughs> like, I made her eat uh, bull testicles and brains in San Francisco. I've, I've done Rocky Mountain oysters. She, she ate that sanakja. That that it's one of the most poison, dangerous foods on earth. Really, it's the like the the moving octopus that can suck in your throat and kill you. R- what? Yeah, that's I mean, she made incredible. Me a kangaroo lasagna. I've eaten, so I've eaten all kangaroo this weird, lasagna. Yeah, weird stuff. I'm in. Were you not over our house with camel burgers and all this? I, weird well, I was there stuff. for your birthday, but did you have camel bur- <laughs> burgers on your birthday? I can't remember. I man. ate something that was delicious. Yeah, we had a bunch of stuff the other day. We had a rattlesnake pheasant. We had a sausage. We had a sausage roulette the other day. What? Buddy Mike was down from Canada and Jay and uh, Come on, hit me up. I'll bring my mics and we'll do this on air. Oh yeah, we could have done that, but it was rattlesnake. Oh, that's you incredible. Know? Yeah, uh, just a bunch of weird stuff. So, um, shout out to uh, Exotic Meats, Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I'm into that. <laughs> All right, so you did running with the bulls. Was mm-hmm. that 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 was recent? That was this year. That was this year in San Fermín. How was that? In Spain. It was absolutely terrifying. That's when you're talking about. Remember, I said earlier I was a coward. That's yeah. when you can tell you're a coward. Like, I can get through being a coward, but to yeah. anybody that doesn't recognize, you know, the, the imminent dangers, I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't get that. Don't, these are thousand pound monsters with swords in their head, yeah, running in your general direction. Yeah. That doesn't terrify any no. man, and you're missing that part of your brain that understands what risk is. Because this was just <laughs> Kilimanjaro. That's that's like that's you get to decide you can what happens. Slower. You yeah. can listen to your body and say, "This right. is no, no, no." You don't. You're not listening. You're you're listening to animals trying to your subject, destroy you. You're subject to yeah. monsters, and do, people don't realize this. They think, oh, it's a bull. It runs twice as fast as a human. Yeah, that's why you give a decent head start to the humans. I mean, the decent head start was me getting all the way up. So, I talked to everybody about it. How do I do this right? Because yeah. I wanted the experience. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hemingway. You know, I like. Okay. So that's where we just, get to kill him. Just don't Jaro, follow the, all the way. No, 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 no. Yeah, Thank I'm. You. Don't. If you find me dead. And it was like even a suicide note. I didn't do it. You know? <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. First suspect. I'm going to be the guy. Point. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to hang on to this. Some I want to be uploaded to a computer. I don't give a shit. Oh, are you kidding? That's 100. percent Keep what I'm me up alive. Fuck. If if you see a DNR on my corpse, it's not mine. Just <laughs> <laughs> somebody forged my hand because fuck that. I want to live forever. Just Walt Disney cut off my head, put me in a freezer. I don't give a shit. Does my I'll be can, a robot body. Cool. Give me a mech. Done. I don't care. Take my consciousness and Give upload it on the dog. Yeah, yeah. I just want to keep going. <laughs> I just want to keep. Yeah, I just want to be able to watch Godfather Two again. You know, <laughs> just on, on laser disc because it's going to come laser back disc, around. Yeah, give a shit. It's going to come back around. So yeah, so I asked everybody about how to how to do the bulls properly because there's apparently a bunch of weird stuff that if you don't know it, like if you're not there in time, you get cut off. They have cutoff spots that you, really? that aren't advertised. Sure. They have the pens, they have the stuff. You're dressed up in your white shirt with your red scarf and your yeah. red handkerchief and uh, your your belt and all that stuff. And I wore red chucks to, you know, it was big. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, yeah, fucking run with a bull. I don't yeah. want to be, you know, I don't know what else people are wearing, but I'm trying to get some running shoes on there. It's all slippery from all the booze and puke or whatever from the night before. Oh, yeah. It's a party, man. It goes really? hard in Spain. Phenomenal. If you, so, if so, you don't want to run with the bulls, just go to Spain, though, for San Fermin. It was... Ugh. I can't even tell you how it works. So on top of running with the bulls, everyone is hungover. You know what? I, you, you hear that, and people say that, but everybody there who is running, they there's kind of like a... The adrenaline pushes that there's aside. There's an adrenaline thing. It, it's not that it's morose, or it's not that it's somber. 
it's just that there is a there is an overhanging like this is how I assume everybody feels in Game of Thrones we're like hey assholes you're on the front line you know go up yeah. those ladders we're like fuck that that's no. how I think everybody's feeling because yep. they're like wait a minute this this could be some serious shit yeah so I'm not trying to you know but could you imagine those stupid wars back in the day these idiots like no when they're yeah. like like you're on the front lines and be like oh shit guys go I took my shoe I, oh man my ankle off. hurts plantar fasciitis oh boy <laughs> I got bone spurs got don't bone send me spurs. to war don't send me to war Jesus Christ <laughs> very presidential not my president um, so, <laughs> so anyway so yeah I asked everybody how to do it my wife got a balcony so she could watch me so they have I, this I thing. saw the photos yeah so holy she, shit so they keep marching up so there's like three phases by the time we get up there I realized the plaza the, the, the bullfighting ring is not that far. Like, you can kind of see it over the distance. Sure. I'm like, well, fuck. So, I'm like, you know, I'm going to wait. So, the gun, so the rockets go off. You hear the rockets shoot. Yeah. And that means the bulls have been released. And the last rocket is when the last bull comes out of the pen. Oh, man. So, that takes a while. And all of a sudden, people just start going bananas. Yeah. Go fucking go. Like, holy shit. Because now I'm in the dead man's corner area where these bulls come flying up and hit it. Yeah. And I underestimated how fast they'd be there because they were there quick. Oh, my God. So I'm sprinting my dick off. Cops are like, fucking go, go, like, go. It's no go. joke. This is, this is like. We, are, we can't stop this. We're nobody's go. Like, <laughs> and they kind of have it so you can't even duck out. There's things you could jump out, but I wouldn't even have known when. So I just I just put my head down and I start sprinting. Like all of a sudden now it's oh now it's me God. like almost watching myself sprinting yeah. through the, the vomitorium, like the entrance yeah. to the stadium. And all of a sudden, these bulls are in there with me, in the entrance of the yeah. stadium. And so just instant, I just bail left, and all the bulls bail right. Oh, my God. And it's just at that moment, I got in there. I'm like, okay, now what? Now I'm, in a, now I'm trapped in a now stadium. Now I'm in a big fucking but they arena. But they just kept going. Then, then they send out the next round of bulls that you can go kind of horse around with. They're, half, they're only 500 pounds with cork horns. Oh, yeah. Only they're still pounds. massive. So people are... It's still gonna throw you over the back of it. Oh my god! You, Horns or not, noodling with Josh, <laughs> noodling with bull, that, that, flip you over like could a you pound of spaghetti me with like holding my laptop <laughs> in one hand and a mic in the other. Oh my god, this is great! <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, up in the top row, man. Those things you don't understand. Like they don't, they don't <laughs> sit there and uh, they don't do Weight Watchers. You know, they don't do those fucking animals are are five hundred pounds of four percent body fat of I mean, muscle. Just yoked yeah they got shoulders on shoulders they make like you know whatever the the rich penny or whatever like an infant you know so these things are just pure ungodly amounts of just strength just muscle and not the kind of strength where you go oh, i might pull something it's like i'm going to rip your face off yeah and it's, and it's no joke good they, thing is they're not even trying to get you but just to be in the path of a hurricane is just unbelievable no joke because they're not gonna stop Oh, no, they're no, just no. going to run over you. Yeah, they're not going to reason with you. No, not at all. <laughs> none, none of your lawyer stuff helped at that point. Yeah, nothing would help at that point. So, I'm so stoked that we're going to not wrap up. Well, kind of wrap up. We've been going for about an hour, hour and a little bit. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I love it. It's quick, man. We're going to have to have another episode of this. We'll have to noodle by proxy. Oh, my God. You're up in the mitten. When I'm up in the yeah, I saw so I'm I'm figuring out what exactly that looks like, but for anyone yeah. who wants to be on it, who's in Vegas, just get a set of the headphones that have a mic on it. Yeah, there you and go. We'll, we'll just FaceTime it, and record it, and we'll have a group noodle, and unlike at the Green Door. Oh boy, <laughs> group di- noodle. There, that's I mean, a different group totally noodling. different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're so. actually Veronica, who went there, is taking me on a tour, 
in the next week or two. Oh, cool. So, like, during a party, we're going to go take a tour and then come back to my yeah, house. That's awesome. Now, you know, record. Detroit's doing some big things. They've really. I, I'm really. I am it's really. It's gentrifying, which kind of comes with good and the bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like in Las Vegas, like the gentrification kind of spoiled a couple things. But it, it, it hit Fremont. It, it hit it a little. It almost a little too hard because it pushed yeah. out the stuff that it, it we actually It pushed out liked. the kind of the funds of the dirty stuff. Yeah. Give me back insert coins. Give me back not only just coins. I want insert coins without a cover charge. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want Do you know what I'm talking I about? Like the coins, a cover like surge. the real nickel beer night, the $3 hands at Griffin. Like I'm talking about that was we'd get out of court and we'd walk down, man. I felt like my town. That's uh, I was and not to be one of these like hipsters that used to be better in the day or whatever, but that was glorious. Man. No, that, that was, was I when just a beautiful time. When I, I was one of the first to I I was in the group that was headquartered downtown mm-hmm. before the building opened when I was working in Zappos. So we worked at this building off of Carson and Seventh. And I, when I was living at Jewel, I would walk by the courthouse every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd actually go in the courthouse to get Capriati's pretty regularly. Um, yeah, I, mean, I was... had to go through the metal detector to get Capriati's. <laughs> yeah. um, but... A little too soon to be back in Detroit. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, – that's what I loved when down, like, everything – well, anyone who worked at Zappos got – Two yeah. for one drinks. There was a really cool period when that Zappos was coming in because it felt like there was incubators. I was one of the founders yeah. of the Rebel Venture Fund. Oh yeah, and we we did the fun startups for UNLV. Yeah. and we you know we started Yakim Draw, Sean Barr. Mm-hmm. We we started this startup. Professor Moscow had I don't know what it was. Can't remember exactly amount, but he had a bunch of money. He thought he was dying of cancer, and I guess he never died. That's awesome. He just lived it out, which is great. But he still we had the gift. That's incredible. so we had this thing to invest in startup companies. What Doctor Moscow? What did he teach? He was a uh, we talked to school business. I did my MBA there at the same time I did my my law degree. So was Dr. Moscow a, a big dude? He's a short, short guy. He's a, well, I mean, short to me is he's like a good. Okay. I'm no, just seeing if like, he's a older. He's maybe the like first sixty. I don't. When remember. I moved out here and I worked at Price Falls, I um, worked with Elliot Moscow. He was a CEO, and his dad was Dr. Moscow, um, yeah. a Dr. Moscow. I mean, it could no. be him, but he was a finance guy. Uh, uh, he, PhD, Dr. Probably. Moscow was a doctor. No, he and wasn't a medical doctor. He was a he was an academic. Okay. I think. But anyway, different so, Moscow. Yeah, we so. started it up, and and that's where that went. So, um, yeah, interestingly enough, one of the guys that I met through the Rebel Venture Fund. Yeah. This guy named Nils Goldschmidt, and he okay. he owns this company, his fruit company out of here. He's the reason I got back into playing music. Really? If you want another segue, I, <laughs> dude, you are so good at these. <laughs> I had one queued up, but you did it before I was even ready. So yeah, he called me up. He's like, "Hey, Chris, do you, you know, uh, okay, I know you you kind of played on a guitar before, or whatever. Do you, you know, we need a guy to play rhythm for our band. Yeah, it's him. Another guy we were in MBA school with, a guy named Jeff Wang, mm-hmm. who's just phenomenal. The guy's unbelievable. Really, unbelievable guitar player. And uh, another attorney named Paul Schindless. And so it was just a couple guys that got together and like, hey, we need a rhythm guitar player. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Jeff was was leaving or something, starting his own thing. They were going different directions. Sure. So I started practicing with them. He was playing rhythm on some of these songs, sure. and then yeah. and then we kind of needed a lead. So my buddy Nicole, that I was telling you about, who I climbed Kilimanjaro with, mm-hmm. we did our MBAs and our JDs together. Yeah, yeah. We actually own a little place up in Big Bear together. It's kind of. I don't know where. <laughs> his uh-huh. brother called it, he calls his brother up one day and goes yeah Chris and I are thinking about getting a little place up in Big Bear he's like that's, oh, that's cute you guys they're, they're, they're gonna make marriage legal soon anyways so, you know he's just been a good friend for a long time yeah, here. take it yeah. easy so um, so yeah he plays lead guitar for Blackacre yeah now for anybody who's not a complete just dork Blackacre we were called Babies with Rabies that was the, really <laughs> that was the band name I picked that was a throwback you know shout out to my sister that's amazing but um 
not that she had rabies or anything, but that's you know that was like the band name we used to toy around with. And right. so, uh, so, so how'd you get to Blackacre? Yeah. So then Blackacre, I was just thinking, what's a generic name? This is a geeky thing in law school. Every property is Blackacre. Really? Like Bob sells Blackacre to to, okay, to yeah. Jimmy. Sure. Frank has a life estate in Blackacre. So Blackacre, Blackacre, Blackacre. And I'm just like, whatever. Really? Just fuck it. Because we're four lawyers in the band. Andy yeah. Hall, myself, Nicole Patel, uh, Thomas Beckham. And our drummer is another attorney friend of mine's boyfriend, Shane. So... It's four lawyers and the you know husband of a lawyer. So That's I thought Blackacre was appropriate. So anyone from the you know lawyer community would get, or at least Blackacre would, all get would it. Yeah, get that's, something. That, that's like uh, I mean I don't know like what in tech, but if you saw something that said like Leet, like your your band was Leet something, and people who aren't gaming yeah. would be like Leet. What's that? Almost like for you know I'm gonna bring it back to you know cartoon, but like Acme. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Acme with you know the road roadrunner road or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was just that was the, completely Acme you know yeah. Acme nuclear weapons or whatever. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So you're playing on Wednesday the eighth. Wednesday the eighth at Boomers. At Boomers, which is on. It's, I think it's close to Sirius. It's uh, Sirius. Yeah, it's off of. Uh, it's up by, by. I don't even know how to describe. It's not industrial, but it's just right by Desert Inn. It's it's just north, I think, of Desert Inn, south of Sahara, right? Oh man, that's like spitting distance from my house. Oh, boomers, boomers. So uh, they, they do also, a stand-up comedy. They do stand-up, yeah, yeah, stand-up comedy. Stanima. St- <laughs> stand-up. I, I've had two shots and three beers, bud. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, do no. you listen to Tom Segura's podcast? No, that's what we were talking about. But now it's on yeah. my to-do list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have this thing with this guy Stanima. Stanima. I got, I got all the Stanima. <laughs> Man, this is right next to my house. All right, so I'm obviously going to be yeah, there. Yeah, Boomers starts at seven. We're opening. We're Blackacre. We're playing maybe ten songs. It's all going to be grunge, nineties, nineties era stuff. I, um, I jump on the mic actually for a little bit. Just a lot of original fun. or covers. No, you know I have some originals I've worked on for a long time. Sure. Andy's got originals. The guy, our guy Andy Hall, the lead singer, he came on later, but he, uh, you know, he used to play acoustic sets. You know, he he went around town here. I think professionally even for a while. That's what, he, that's what really? he's doing. So, so yeah, he's he's a lot of talent. Nicole studied. You know, he got his, his minor in music. Um, he's lead. Thomas Beckham, once again, he studied music as well. So he's actually, I think, more of a threat on the piano than he is on the bass. But really? he's playing bass. And then our drummer, Shane, yeah. They all used to play in bands. So I'm, I'm obviously the weak link. <laughs> so that makes me try harder. I'm like, you know, I'm like the... If you get up in front of the mic and sing, that totally makes you valuable. <laughs> That's so I, yeah. I get to throw. I get to jump on there for one of my favorite throwback songs. But are you going to tell me what the song I, is? I absolutely will not tell you what it is. I, so, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. You're going to you're going to really enjoy it. Oh, am I going to be singing along? Oh yes. Oh fuck you! Yeah, will. It's so not excited. Sweet Caroline. It's not one of those like white guy <laughs> Brodio anthems or whatever. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, it's not. Yeah, it's not Sweet Caroline. Unfortunately, but I. So I, um, while I was driving the other day, I tried to record a podcast from my phone. Yeah. And the mic is just horrible. So I'm getting an attachment. So for those listening, I'm gonna see if I can't bring that to the show and record oh, wow. Chris's song. That would be fantastic. Uh, somebody's got to record it. I don't know. We haven't. We've made any arrangements, but the guys we're opening for that Jeff guy. Yeah, their band is called uh, Grind. Mm-hmm. Grunge rock is not dead. I love it. Yeah, so I, I mean, it. they're they're super talented guys though. But I think they're all kind of professional musicians. We're a bunch of hacks. We're a bunch of you know, we're a bunch of lawyers. Bunch lawyers of, come lately. Bunch of badass lawyers. Bunch of lawyers playing up some 90s grunge songs. So, That's amazing. Yeah, it's just it's just for fun. You know, it's it's you know Wednesday we we practice we rehearse in the studio. Yeah, and you get to a certain age. Like I just turned thirty seven. 
And I'm trying to do a bunch of shit I didn't do yet. Yeah. I've never been on stage. I've never done a comedy set. I've never. It's not like I'm funny or anything. But still, I wouldn't what mind going out there about? and bombing my dick off. You know, just I, sucking. 100%. Horrifically. But then I can say, yeah, that time I did comedy. I'm trying to go to the grave with a pretty empty bucket list. Yeah, n- not only that, but like a fucking awesome golden life resume. Yeah, I mean, what else are you doing? I, that's exactly it. And that's why I made this list of just things that I need to do. Right. That I need to know how. Well, how much can... fun is it doing this thing? Like, you, you're talking to all these people. I remember when you started this. 100%. This 26 people, 25 people ago. Yeah, you're number 26. So how many, like, how much more has this enriched your life? I, I it, Without even measure. Like It's, it's weird I, when you. Like, five people in, I knew that this was what I wanted to do. Like, like, I if there's a way that I can make this my full time job one day, it will be. Like I will, I'm gonna keep plugging away at this. I've had a bit of a break because like job, not knowing yeah, where I was gonna go, and a bit of a stuff. So stuff. you're you're the reinaugurate. Like I have my Facebook page, New England with Josh. Like follow that if you want to see all the stuff. I think stuff I'm I did posting. already. Yeah. No. And uh, no, I, I love it. And what's interesting with this is it might be coming in around like the the wrong way. Um, but like everyone who's been on the show has an incredible, interesting life and there's something about it that has like turned something on in my head. That's just like, Oh, I need to try that. I need to do that. Absolutely. As more people come on, my bucket list is getting longer and it's helping me be a more rounded out person. It's getting more expensive. I know. <laughs> Your right? life is getting more, more well, expensive. I'm okay with it. Cause you know, yeah, you could be, you know, like I said, I would have the joke about my parents. They, I could tell you what they're doing right now. <laughs> I cool. love my parents. My parents are f- f- gems, just gems yeah. of human beings. Absolutely perfect, great people. But, you know, we live different lives. They're, every time I go to do something, I, when I was a kid, they're like, why are you going to university? Why don't you become a cop? You know, they're like, don't, really? don't, don't do that. Don't, yeah. They're just like, why would you go there? Like, it's expensive. Or why would you go? Because you know? to them, they, they grew up like poor prairie kids. Sure. You know, so for them, they had to struggle and fight. And so... They, you know, my dad's a teacher. Yeah. My mom worked part time. You know, she, you know, she worked at sorry data entry, and then later in life, probably after I moved out, then she switched to part time. Yeah. Know. So, but they've always had more money than they needed because they mm-hmm. just don't have crazy expensive. You know, they don't give a shit about filet mignon. And to tell you the truth, that's one of the number one things I respect about them. Yeah. And it's one no. of the things I respect about my wife too is that she's a lot like my, you know, family in that way. She doesn't need to go out and buy shoes and blow a bunch of money doing stuff. So we. We have any extra money, we can go travel and do a bunch of we stuff. So. have adventures. And and I think, and I love that you're a part of that generation that is more interested in experiences yep. than physical things. And I, I'm now having to sparse down my life because I'm traveling cross country. So I'm mm-hmm. trying to like, I'm looking at the couch and I'm just like, do I need that? Need is that, that yeah. making my life better? Do you, but do you need it? Like, no. No. So it's one of those things. So that's... Right. It, took me a minute to get over that but now i'm just like all right well i gotta start selling all this stuff and i'm just gonna restart there and have a totally new adventure if you yeah, that's the thing my wife and i have this thing like there's all this stuff in the garage and sometimes i'll get a hair up my ass yeah and i'll start cleaning stuff up she's like i just leave it i'm like well if it's been in this box for a year and it's not like babyhood pictures yeah. or whatever you know probably not gonna I don't need, need it, it. next just fucking year. burn it yeah <laughs> like, you know i'm not gonna need an extra because i didn't even know it was in here yeah and if we you want know. it, we'll get it again when we need it. If like, not, I'll go buy. And that's you yeah. know, it's a you know, probably filling the oceans up with plastic that attitude or whatever. <laughs> Our parents didn't care about it, so fuck the parents kids. didn't care. Yeah, fuck. I'm supposed to care about the ozone now. Psh, Aquanet. My mom didn't. <laughs> My she mom did the shit out of her hair. Big hair though. <laughs> that's some big hair. That's 
Yeah, that's me helping the ozone. I'm, I'm cutting my hair. I'm using <laughs> what are you, less Are you going to get the Liberty Spikes? You got to see, if you haven't seen a picture of Josh in a while, he's got this beautiful mohawk. Anybody knows Josh knows I'm having a mohawk. But I would love to see some just Liberty you Spikes. You want me to do like the big all the way back Oh, spikes? that would be just the, the, the rancid, you know. Yeah, 100%. That would be phenomenal. The only thing better is if I had the big Scott Ian anthrax beard. Like the really pointy beard. Wow, you're beard. setting precedence for yourself. You, know? you get the Lane Staley. It's a, it's a grunge. It's like a 90s grunge. So it's you coming do back. Lane Staley braid. Oh, I've I've tried to braid this a couple times. It's not, I can't do it's it myself. Not. Someone else needs to do yeah, it. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get yeah. taken care of. I know, right? No, I, I, I enjoy my hair. I'm, I'm going to keep this. I, thankfully, I'm working at a job. And like, I didn't you're, think I could. Josh, you're never going to be at a job where you got to like. We're fucking dockers, okay? I've, I've, <laughs> that, that, I'm hopefully, it's not the job. Queuing up my mom to be like, you get that I'm gonna make a living forever being weird, being right? me, yeah. So don't get upset when I start my tattoos because I'm <laughs> never gonna work at Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, yeah but, like at a place where I'm gonna need to worry about this. But thanks for that. Like, who, who needs, we need people out there not, you know, wearing Steve Matt, you had to see these shoes, everybody. I all I request is that you put a picture of those shoes up because that that was that was like a siren song to me. I'm like, who's this fucking guy? This guy's my new friend. <laughs> when when we take a picture to be the cover of this episode, I'll just hold up the shoes. I have a shoe with me picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah, done. You can hold oh up the my shoes. God, with the... just you, you, that's such a strong move. You're setting a, you're setting a precedent for your life. I um, I'll be totally honest. I I definitely give up a good portion of why I got this job to those shoes. I wore these. So I, I met the creator and the CEO of awkward Yeti where, where I'm moving to. Yep. I met them at um, another Yeti, friend's out, uh, awkward Yeti.com. The awkward Yeti.com. The awkward Yeti store.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I met them at a dinner for another one of my friends, Matt, who runs the oatmeal yep. and it was him and his girlfriend. It was their, you know, their birthday together. So I was like, I, they're crazy awesome people. They're going to have crazy awesome people at their dinner. I have to dress up. So I wore, Absolutely. I, I dressed up. I had my fancy shoes and everything. And that started more conversations than anything. And that's what led me to be interesting a month people later. Interesting people are going to notice that. Yeah. Not to sound like a dick or pretentious, but I, like, I find that interesting. I, I think there's something about being interested. And I, I, maybe I misspoke. I don't think that maybe necessarily interesting people are going to notice it. But interested people will. It, I, I find that interesting people are often interested people. Yeah. There's an overlap. Yeah, but agreed. You, if you're an interested person, you're like if you if you see Josh's studio, it's it's magical. It's like a it's like a '70s. Like if you took a kid from the '70s and you flash forward him to a point where he had like a disposable income, and he goes like, "What kind of car would you have, kid?" <laughs> like Challenger. <laughs> team, oh wait, you know it's it's exactly like this studio. It's got you know it's got you know whiskey here, leather couch. Hey, wait a minute, that leather You've couch. You've seen looks that familiar. couch before, huh? <laughs> I don't. I can't remember where. Oh, <laughs> some audition shit. No, so it, it's funny that you say that. I so the the centerfolds that I have hanging up on this wall right here. When my um, and this is a, this is a fun look into my life, but when my. Uh, grandpa had his own company, Promold. Um, when I would go into his office, he had a huge on the wall, like a big bear, like bearskin. Yeah, and it was just a giant like oak desk and like, yeah, like yeah. Gordon Gecko. Yeah, but like at a smaller level. And I went into his bathroom, 
and you close the door, turn on the lights, and it's just centerfolds, but like in like wallpaper format. So I remember as a little kid being like, "That's what a man's office looks the like." The first, yeah, and the first Playboys I ever got, I pulled out the centerfolds, I, I put them aside, and I said, "When I finally have my office, I'm going to hang these up." So, those no, are I mean the it's great. It's, from, it's got a, it's got a, it's kind of got a retro uh, Vegas martini sign. Up got I, this is old if you Broadway could, photo Broadway playbills. I what well, I mean, those are the plays I was in. I niche. wish it was on Broadway. Those are the plays I was in. Yeah, it's just, same Broadway. Thing, Broadway. Yeah. yeah, we'll just say Broadway. Off Broadway. Off Michigan's off Broadway. It is off Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> got a Nature Boy Ric Flair uh, uh, robe. You got Luchador mask. I'm telling you, if you get a chance, both the first no use. If you <laughs> if you get the rare opportunity before he leaves to to get invited to come do the show, I so highly recommend taking it. It's um. This room is what the inside of my brain looks like. If you could miss Frizzle Magic School Bus your way into my head, this is what you'd see, just more of it. But in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had Chad Carpet. <laughs> it's never too late. I know, right? Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, man, thanks. That's that a was a perfect fun. way to wrap this up. Like I said, it's like you're a lawyer or something. I Good mean, transitions weird. and talking. That's crazy. <laughs> my mom's going to be so upset that I didn't follow your lead. And uh, follow the law path, but maybe one day. Just a hey, mom. Just if multiple universes exist, know that there's one where Chris and I have our own law firm, and we're representing Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And against yeah, Bill Gates. I don't know. <laughs> against <laughs> fuck, fuck assholes who harass her in the middle of Greenwich Village. Oh well, maybe we can do that. <laughs> Too close. I have to recuse myself. <laughs> I'll take that one. But thanks for coming. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. Miss you. Talk to you soon. Okay, I'll talk to you in a bit.